0: Welcome to another episode of the Be Guided and Be Great podcast, where being intuitive is understood and being sensitive is a good thing. I'm your host, Kate St. Clair. Welcome to episode 67 of the Be Guided and Be Great podcast. This is our first one of year 2023. And I thought I would just kind of talk briefly about what I experienced over the holidays and some observations and things I'm learning myself. And then we're going to do an entire episode um, dedicated to four Ask Kates And kind of what to look forward to this year. So we are going to start doing more interviewing this year. And hopefully we will launch a YouTube channel um, to go along with the podcasting. Because I have started um, doing little videos on TikTok since the first of the year. Well, maybe it's been, I think, two weeks since I started that. And of course, everybody loves to, the you know, it's, I know that it's different and more wonderful to be able to look at the person in the eye who's talking to you. So I love the podcast format because I am always listening to an audiobook or I'm always listening to a podcast because I'm always learning and I have to do it on the fly because my life is so busy, you know, whether I'm showering, sometimes I'll bring the speaker in with me and listen to something new or even affirmations in the morning. If I kind of wake up grumpy, I'll put on like a, an Ernest Holmes affirmation. Um, audiobook and listen to that and get my mind in order, get my energy to where I want and need it to be for the day. And then maybe when I'm getting ready, I'll listen to an audiobook or I'll listen to a meditation and kind of consciously meditate while I'm getting ready. You know, I just, I fit in all of these ways to take care of myself audibly you know, learning and getting my mind in order and getting my energy cleared out all while on the fly. So I love podcasting and we have talked about just going to a YouTube channel, but I still think there's lots of stories to be told and deeper conversations to have than maybe that five minute YouTube video, though we are, we are preparing to launch a YouTube channel. Um, yes, showing the podcast, but also I do, um, I also intend to do, do the, create some of those five minute videos, those tips and what have you going on TikTok and doing like a 30 second thing has been so cool. You know, this tip or this refinement or try this, or this means this that's been the feedback on that's been awesome. And it's just really fun. So that's a, a way to communicate that I enjoy. I enjoy most forms of communication. So none of this is hard for me. It's just a matter of time. And it's a matter of taking care of my My people, you guys, and making sure that we have the deeper conversations so that, um, because I think intuition is this like, Hey, just do, you know, these four things and you know, your whole life will unfold. And that's just not the way it is. There's patterns and there's belief systems and there's habits and there's just quite frankly, a lot of bullshit around intuition um, that can make it so much harder than it needs to be and or. It is harder than it looks. So there's some nuance of conversation that needs to take place, which is really the intention of this podcast. It's as it says in the description, it's the behind the scenes look at at life as an intuitive, you know, both from my lens and from both your lens. And we're looking through the same thing. We're looking through life and our history and our past lives and our future lives through the lens of our intuition of living a guided life. And though, yeah, I've had people and I, I did this my whole profession where I, you know, did ask a medium shows and I in the early days was invited to other podcasts and what have you. And, um, you know, big group stuff and just always kind of proving and doing and I've done that and I love it. But this particular podcast is really that behind the scenes. It's it's what's it like? It's how do I get there? It's this year we're going to really share a lot of my clients, my students' stories um, on how this work of intuition has transformed their lives. And I, as you guys know, as I've already shared, Megan DeBoer and Lisa Fraley and bringing on more intuitive helpers that are in just totally other fields, but nonetheless, they're in our field in that as a sensitive as an intuitive we do want to reach for the helpers that speak our language to validate our language <laughs> quite frankly and intuition is a language some people are born really speaking a different language and feeling and hearing and knowing a different language and yet nobody told us what what's called it's called intuition and sometimes we feel like we're the only ones that speak that language within our little communities and our circles and our families so the intention, the heart of this podcast is to connect with you and remind you and be here with you and even teach you, deepen the language of intuition within you as continued conversations with fellow intuitives does for me as well. So, um, here we go. Let's just, I, I want to just talk about a few really cool things that I observed over the holidays. And, um, I'm thinking where can you leave comments? Cause I want to hear from you too about maybe anything interesting that came up for you intuitively as well over the holiday season, just some little wins or some heart to hearts or some epiphanies within yourself. Um, I do post these podcasts to social media. And so those will be there. And maybe I have it on my blog as well. If you go to my podcast page, I believe we have comments available. And I'm going to make a note to make sure we turn the comments on because I'd love to hear, again, your Experiences over the holidays, too, intuitively. I think it's really important and powerful to be witnessed and seen in your own right as well. So, we'll talk, just talk a little bit, and then we'll do some four um, quick ask kates. And for those of you new to the podcast, the ask kate is just any, it's, um, you can go to an ask Kate, the ask Kate button is in the show notes of this episode. And you simply just click the link. And then you ask me anything about intuition, like, um, you know, how does it work? Or what's happening when I do this? Or what do you call that? Or what's the solution to maybe this sort of like a troubleshooting type of question about intuition. And if, you know, you can go to the show notes, of course, and you can also go to my website at katesaintclair.com podcast tab, and then there's an Ask Kate button on there as well. So this is a really interactive podcast where I want to answer your questions. This is a great place to have your questions answered in regards to intuition. So for me personally, I've embarked on the work of learning how to use I would say use control and trust my nervous system. I really love that phrase because there's these pieces of us that we don't know how to use and we definitely don't know how to control them. And until we learn the first two, we can never really and certainly trust this part of ourselves. So the nervous system, uh, of course, the conversation started when my, my son admitted, like when he goes to school, he, his body just, he kind of disappears. He kind of, you know, doesn't kind of know what to do with himself sometimes when the um, energy gets too high. And so I called uh, upon these wonderful, um, this wonderful couple, Tresca and John, Um, that I'd met in a, a, another group that were uh, breathwork practitioners. And I sort of felt guided, like, okay, well, maybe that's a place where we can go. Because I have given my son a lot of tools, he certainly um, can go to a therapist if he needs to. And in spite of those, you know, getting tools from me and going to a therapist, there's this other level of the body and how we, because sometimes we're okay, but the body is not and I've had a lifetime of, you know, my, like, I thought I was okay, but I cough and I cough, or I, you know, you think you're okay. And then you look in the mirror and you're blushing crazily. (laughs) So you're like, damn, that disconnect of, I thought I was okay, but my body is, you know, giving me different feedback. So I reached out to them um, in in hopes of getting some help from my son. And I was directed kind of like, well, Hey, how about we maybe you know, pursue how your nervous system is doing first before we even think about going to the 14 year old. And I I was a little reluctant, like, I already know kind of a lot about um, healing. And, you know, I've got all these tools already, but I thought, okay, nervous system, I definitely am not an expert in that. Let's just see what this is all about. And to my humbleness, Man, like within the first session, I realized I am just starting on my journey of nervous system awakening. Really, um, and looking back, of like, of course, I am strong and I can handle a lot. And all the way, as my body wasn't necessarily coming along for the ride of certain traumas or certain really hard things I've had to go through. And where I felt like my body was actually a burden, you know, like I said, if I was in a high stress uh, situation, it didn't help the situation that I was now coughing excessively and then having to explain that to people. Um, and what I have learned over the years is actually it, my body is letting me know I am actually not okay. And so to take the body, the nervous system's reaction more seriously, I couldn't have gone through that door Um, on my own. I I really couldn't have. So getting help with Jonathan Hurtu at embodied breath by john.com, I believe is his contact information. It's just been transformative. I jumped in with both feet where I asked to have weekly sessions to, you know, I knew the holidays were coming. And that's typically when my nervous system is really quite amped up, you know, thinking about it logically, Um, being able to experience the holiday season, with not only communication with my nervous system, but with tools to work with it when I realized it was going somewhere. I didn't think uh, we should, we went anymore. Like for example, when I was young, I would disappear. I constantly disappeared and I was constantly voiceless. And when I became a mother, I found my voice. So I became a fighter and I became the voice for the voiceless. And so I really thought those days of kind of disappearing were long gone. (laughs) So... You know, just within like a weekend morning with my husband, this is like one thing after another. And then I do really realize I've disappeared entirely. And so when he asked me basic questions like, what's wrong? Or what are you thinking? I couldn't answer him because, uh, you know, there were several things that came up. Let's just say I was wanting to tell him about kind of my work with the nervous system over the week. And right in the middle of that conversation, he got up and went and did something else. So of course, you know, like we do, we make excuses like, oh, he'll come back or he didn't realize this was a, I was trying to really communicate something important with him. And so when he did come back, I didn't catch it. And he jumped right back into something different. And then he turned on the football game, which is, you know, every man in America, fine, right? Everyone watches football. Well, because I was in this nervous system state, that, that football game was just totally reminded me of my father and how he only got us like one day a month when we were really little. And then when we got older, we didn't even really see him. But um, there was, you know, about five years when I was little if it was the football was game was on, I was completely invisible. I was absolutely just made to just shut the hell up and get out of the way, you know, so then I noticed with just the football game being on, like, I'm disappearing. And okay, I'm making these connections, but I kind of don't necessarily know what to do about that. And then like, within 10 more minutes, he turned on this music, there's like an old Pantera song and that brought me right back to a memory that I tried to suppress. And, you know, (laughs) you know, by, oh my God, just within two hours of that morning, I was completely gone. And so, you know, I wasn't, you know, I'm not lecturing my husband about watching football. I mean, he should be able to watch football, you know, he should be able to listen to the music he wants to, but I, I started this dialogue with myself that I am just still so triggery. And I, you know, my coping mechanism was I went for a long run and I couldn't regulate, as they say, on that run. I found myself kind of spinning and not being able to come back to myself in spite of the music, in spite of the beauty of the run, in spite of the endorphins. You know, I I had a hard time. So when I got back to the house, I was able to pick a fight with my husband and we were able to have a really amazing heart to heart with just a really a a lot of self-awareness in how shredded my nervous system still can be. You know, sometimes we think, you know, why can't I open my heart up to this new experience or why can't I be more vulnerable in certain situations? You might have fixed it mentally and you definitely might have fixed it emotionally, but there's this whole other language that's going on. That's giving you feedback, letting you know, Hey, you know, I need to come along for the ride before you can take that next step. And that was my nervous system. Uh, It was something I tried to override and overcome, and just be okay mentally and emotionally and spiritually. And so, to me, that nervous system is bringing the body along. So, even in my work, a lot of the ways I do work is to disappear, so I can be just that conduit. You know, it's no nobody's calling me for my opinion about things that have happened to them, I'm channeling guidance. And so in a lot of ways, I've trained myself to disappear. So my logical brain, yes, sometimes I do bring my logical brain, because a lot of the times, I end up caring very much about the people I work with. And so there, as a mother, I tend to mother everybody, and there's like a protectiveness that comes out of me. And that can hit your rational brain, which is not why we go to psychics, not why we go to mediums, we go for the pure channeling from guides or from their loved ones. So my point is, is that I could only handle so much work when my body was sort of forced to disappear. And working in that really high, you know, other dimensional vibration for so long was and is hard on my body. So it's just been so beautiful working with John and getting tools and having him look in my eyes and affirm why, of course, I would be dysregulated or kind of going, I think the right word is dorsal. I have also been listening to a lot of Deb Dana's um, work on her audio books. And so it's like ventral vagal, you know, dorsals. I'm not an expert. I don't know, <laughs> but but I, I just really wanted to share that story with you because bringing my nervous system along for the first time for a holiday i have to be really honest it was one of my best holidays i've ever had because i was able to be present um i i like i said i felt like i was never disappeared anymore but i definitely still did i definitely still do and i definitely still can in the right circumstances as in the wrong circumstances right So it was just so beautiful to, instead of really trying to control everything outside of myself so I'd be okay, this holiday, I was just going deep within myself to be okay. So the beauty of going inwards for that sense of control, that sense of grounding, that sense of presence, rather than like, you guys need to get along and be nice, otherwise I won't be okay, (laughs) you know? It was at a minimum, that was one of the most profound. I was able to like be more three dimensional. I was able to be more lighthearted and just kind of sillier with my family and my kids and my husband, I can feel them responding to the work I've already done with the nervous system. And of course, when you see it within yourself, you see it in others. And so I was able to get my eye on ways my husband would dysregulate and be able to not only talk to him about it from that perspective, but have a lot more compassion for him when he's left the building, if you will. And I'm like, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Like, he can't explain it because he's gone. So bringing him, you know, leaving that space for him to come back to the present moment on his own terms, and maybe try different things to let him know he's safe to come back if his nervous system had been triggered, which took him away, you know, took him into the past or took him into that moment where he just interpreted what I asked him to do as, you know, that six-year-old that was helpless and um, getting yelled at to help um, and then treated like crap or, you know, wherever his nervous system took him. And I can tell, especially my daughter, who's 17, and she's an angel being she's just like been so wonderful. And of course, because she must feel safer in my presence, because I'm not just smiling and being nice, but like, I'm being present, I'm fully there. I am working with my nervous system so that my act, my body is giving the feedback of actually, we are good, I am okay, like all is well, you know, we're good here. So that's just the tip of the iceberg of the work that I'm doing with nervous system work. And so I just wanted to share that with you too, because of course, I'm going to have John on the podcast at some point. I'll definitely do a video um, call and I hope to do a webinar or a workshop with him in the future, because this work is, can be so transformative for the sensitive. The ways our nervous system has been affected by either Psychic impressions, you know, whether that's we saw images, we felt things from others, we maybe heard guidance and we didn't know what the hell that was. So that, you know, mess with our nervous system in the not knowing where the voices were coming from or just all the knowing that, you know, that, you know, there can be a lot of burden on that which the nervous system created protective behaviors to make us get through the moment or feel safe or shut down or, you know, whatever the cue was for that nervous system. And then if you're a medium, forget it. You know, our nervous systems were constantly dealing with a vibration of beings, of conversation, of feelings, of images that not only was our logical mind not prepared for, but our, oh boy, our nervous system brought in, and try to deal with all of that input. And if you like me lived in a haunted house, oh my God. You can just see how whether it's sixty years later, we still have these cues within our bodies that may have nothing to do with what happened to you today, but that nervous system doesn't know the difference. So oh I clearly can talk about this all day. And this is <laughs> we will talk more about this, but I really wanted to share you that profound Experience of working with the nervous system, and so number two, quickly, I got I had a chance to meet some friends that were former students of mine, and to be able to hear the life changing transformation of let's just say one former um, student, and how not only going through my mentorship program. Twice. She went through it in the old, old days when I did it completely different, but she went through the new way I train, which is way more hands-on and way more transformative in a way shorter of time. So she is now like going to other like intuitive groups to practice and she is hearing names. She is seeing buildings. I mean, she is getting validatable, evidential information. And I think, I think we worked together a year ago. So in a year's time, She was able to take all the ways that I taught her and be able to use those in a three-dimensional way. And she's feeling more confident than ever. Her husband has absolutely got her back because the very, very, very truth of the situation is 99% of husbands, 99% of partners, they don't necessarily support or understand the awakening of the intuition. I, in my observation over, you know, almost two decades of doing this professionally, they just don't understand. So they don't even understand what it is you're asking them to support. And once they see this, you know, once you prove it to yourself, then you, you don't put this on them, to validate you. So there's this like f- sense of freedom because I always say you prove it to yourself and everyone else just it, there's no proving it to anybody because once you understand there's like a knowing in you that lets others know that you know and so they relax and they come to you with the conversation rather than running from you for the validation you're putting on them. <laughs> you know, validate me. <laughs> so it's just been so cool. I mean, she's getting names, she's predicting regular stuff like real time, real life stuff. And then she's also doing medium stuff that she just never thought she could do that. She just, you know, when she first met me, she thought all these things I did was something only I could do. She'd never be able to do. And my work is to prove everybody wrong. It's to prove you wrong. You can do what I can do. You just need to know how to do it. And of course the, you know, caveat is to put in the time and the effort to learn these things. Cause Yes, we're born with a natural amount of it, but to refine it, to use control and trust it, absolutely takes time, practice. And to me, a good mentor to help guide the way so you can let go of all the crap, all the BS that the, I don't know, the culture in general, the larger people, all this misconceptional crap, I just cut through all the crap because I had to go through it to refine it enough to be able to teach it. So it changes people's lives. So that was really, really amazing and heartwarming to watch this former student of mine just absolutely fly with her incredible, beautiful intuition. So finally, I just wanted to share this other part. You know, I I know a lot of you that are listening, you have, maybe you have a book, or you have a teaching, or you have a way about you that is very unique, that you are here to bring to the world. And one of our biggest obstacles is the fear of family judgment. So in my case, you know, it was writing that first book. um, There were, you know, people would make fun of me, like when I was a little girl, I'd have, I had everybody was my big cousin, but one of my big cousins would like tear up my poems and, you know, critique my writings. And so, you know, we, there are reasons, you know, and people are like, they're just acting like big cousins. It's not necessarily... Um, out of cruelty, though it was, but like, maybe they were just thinking they were being funny or what have you. So we're there, there's a big obstacle of what will the family think? Or what would the community think? A lot of my New York clients are like, what will fellow New Yorkers think? Because if it doesn't come out with a gold standard, I might as well not do it, you know, that kind of really high expectation for themselves. And so I just really wanted to share with you that after publishing my book, one of my cousins that I never thought would even read my book, um, sent me the most beautiful text, she quoted me, she quoted, hey, to quote you, when we recognize we are on the precipice of transformation, the lesson is an invitation to the healing that our spirit is ready to experience. And she continued to just tell me that this book is helping her confront and prepare for the healing she too knows that she needs to go through. And she quotes me in the end of her text. It's an exciting, well, this is her quote. This is what she says to me. It's an exciting precipice to know you're you're going to go through a journey that will help all parts of you. So I just wanted to share that little win where, yeah, there's a lot of reasons we give ourselves not to birth out the thing that we are born to birth, that creative project or that opinion or that book or that whatever. I mean, just the way you parent your kids could be unique to you. And that feels scary to be judged by especially family. But I got to a place where it it just didn't matter. Now that's just me. But there are these little blessings and these little, these little gifts of light that you do get to experience on the other side of that creation that you never would have got to experience had you not just gone ahead and created what you were here to create. So I wanted to share that little story with you to just inspire you to, in spite of being afraid of what others will think or say, especially family, just do it anyway. And on the other side of that is the only place where you get to know the truth of it. And you also get to experience these little these little blessings, these little things of light that you never thought Maybe a cousin would say to you or an uncle or an aunt that wouldn't have never happened had you not done what you did in the most purest and beautiful form. And guess what? Me writing a book gives her permission to write her book. Like it's all just permission based. It's all just an inspiration. And so some people really go after you and try to tear you down and the thing they, they want to do. So maybe use that as fuel to just go ahead and do what you're here to do while thinking, hey, I'll, I'll give myself permission, I'll give you permission as well. Okay, well, it looks like I've shared three stories, and we do have time for one ask Kate. So this ask Kate comes from Ingo from Germany. And Ingo writes, all my life, people have told me how knowing I am, but I don't see it. Is it possible to be the last to know how psychic I am? Seems impossible." Donkey. Is that thank you in German? (laughs) It must be. Okay, so this this does come up a lot. I've had a few other askates that um, have asked kind of the similar type of questions. So I thought his was really to the point. So let me address that right now. So often, you know, the reason sometimes we as the highly sensitive, intuitive psychic feels like the last one to know is because we've probably spent our whole lives saying, I can't possibly be, I don't understand, I can't control it, and I don't understand it. So there's no way I could be like everybody else that's doing intuition has this the secrets like they were born knowing something I don't know. So I definitely must not be intuitive. And Ingo, if your people are actually telling you that you are highly knowing, that's a great compliment and maybe it's a cultural thing because a lot of people don't necessarily say that here in the States to each other. I know some people do, but it's not the most common thing. Most sensitives have been told you don't know anything. You're not, you know, you can't trust yourself. <laughs> so the three very uh, precise reasons are one, you don't understand when you're little. We just don't understand. Um, I feel like that is changing on the planet. I feel like there's so much more language, there's so much more available uh, learning and tools and education on intuition, and the realization that everybody does have it, though it can be just so much more in other people. And especially as children, when it is happening to you, you are seeing things, you are feeling other people's feelings, and no one told you that's what you're doing. So number one, you don't, you didn't understand and the culture didn't understand. And number two, you can't possibly trust your intuition because understanding you have to understand it before you tend to trust it. And that's not a hundred percent true, but that's in general, it's the second reason why we don't really realize we're intuitive is because it's not something we trust within ourselves often. And the third is that we often file it away under the wrong title. So like when I was a little girl, I came around a corner and there was a spirit there out in the, my grandma's pasture and his name was Vincent. And from then on, I, I would see him every time I turned the corner. Sometimes he would kind of follow me home towards my grandma's house. And I always filed him away as imaginary friend. Well, I didn't file him away appropriately until in my late twenties when I realized that he was a ghost and I knew his name. I talked to him, clair- you know, I could hear him clairaudiently and I could see him clairvoyantly. And so we we just have to be really patient with ourselves that we have a lot of refiling to do. And with that refiling with, you know, refiling, that's clairvoyance, that thing I'm experiencing, or that's a ghost or that's a crossed over spirit. And there's a difference and working with the texture and how that feels with your clairs is a really big step in the right direction. And you know, like I said, getting getting yourself some help and some support can just take you light years ahead to really integrating this part of you. And there is an integration process because just because maybe we go, okay, I'm really psychic or I'm really sensitive or intuitive That doesn't mean we have embodied this part of ourselves. Um, You know, much like those of us that were raised to not have a lot of emotion, it can take some integration to be like, I really am feeling this and I, it's okay for me to feel this and I know what to do when I have feelings. It's the same with intuition. Like it's just a really natural part of being human. I'm going to file it under one of the clairs. Okay, this is how I'm experiencing it. And then with some mentorship or some education, you can learn what to do so that you can use more clairs to fill out the bigger picture of intuition so that you do and can learn to use control and trust it. Okay, so Ingo, I hope that helps explain you to yourself a little bit. People telling you how knowing you are, that's a really beautiful cue to you that you are highly sensitive and intuitive. And that knowing is called Claire cognizance which I have no doubt that you have a high amount of so I hope that helps okay well that's it for today's podcast uh, I'm working on we have some interviews already in the fire here for you and of course the ask Kates are all always available uh, next week's podcast should be um, I hope to get three as Kate's in on next week's podcast and then we'll go into interviews and then kind of that regular um, topic type information. So I look forward to talking with you then in the meantime, take care. If you're interested in finding out which is the strongest Claire in you, go to my website at katesaintclare.com and take the quiz. Which Claire are you? Until next time, remember, it's your birthright to be guided and be great.